lift up our eyes. Lift up our eyes, see the King has come. Light of the world reaching out for us. There is no other name, there is no other name. Jesus Christ our God. Oh. Seated. Seated on high, the undefeated one. Mountains bow down as we lift him up. There is no other name. There is no other name. Jesus Christ our God. This is a very different service for us. We don't typically have tables. We don't typically have a different order of service. But you're here, and I'm so glad. Carol, would you join me? Grab your own mic. I want to introduce Carol Galladay. She oversees everything in the church and does all the things. All the things. Uh, Carol, what are we doing today? We really just want to say a big thank you to everybody that has served here at Mission Vineyard over the past year. It has been yet another crazy year, um, and you guys have been so faithful and just served our church and loved our church so much, so we wanted to say thank you. Yeah. So usually we might have uh, a whole separate dinner, and we decided there's a lot going on right now. We're just going to do it all in one day mm -hmm. and uh, be able to thank you publicly in, in the midst of a worship service. So the reason why we serve is not because it's good to serve. It's not a moral imperative. It's not... Uh, something that we do so that people will see us and think that we're awesome for serving. The reason why we serve is there's an overflow to Jesus. And so this, this whole time that we're having this morning is all about Jesus and serving Jesus and thanking Jesus for who he is. I was thinking today, and, and one of the themes that I think is going to carry with us through the day, is what if we were the last church on earth? What if this was it? What if we were the ones that were called for the whole world to talk about the good gospel, amazing gospel of Jesus, well, man, we would overflow in amazing ways for him all day. So today we're just celebrating that, the overflow of God in particular people and teams, creating a space where folks can get healed and restored uh, here in the, in the church. So uh, we're going to go team by team for a few minutes and just say thank you. But uh, Robin, would you come up for a second, Robin Maymar? We're going to start with the kids team. Kids, can you all cheer for the kids team? So Robin Maymar took over the kids team. She said, I just want to volunteer. I just want to volunteer for a year leading this ministry through everything that's going on. And I feel like God's going to sometime this summer turn it over to a team uh, that really is going to lead really well. So I just want to publicly thank Robin for saying, no, I'm going to take it on. And I went, okay, are you sure? Yes. What we do here at Mission Vineyard, by the way, is not say, hey, we need a leader for this. Let's go find them. We pause and we say, God, what are you doing in people in the church? And what we continue to see in Robin was this leadership coming up and this passion, especially for kids, especially for kids knowing who Jesus is really, really well. 
So yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So uh, Robin, thank you. And we bless you. And if you have served on the kids team at all, would you stand real quick? We just want to thank you. Yeah, and today we have folks upstairs that we've paid that aren't part of the church so that everybody who's serving could just be here this morning. Uh, so thank you, kids team. Thank you, Robin, so, thank so you, much. Robin. Uh, so every week we try to do some announcements. In fact, do we have an announcement video for this Sunday? We do. <laughs> we, we, It'll come in just a second. We've got an announcement team that is varied in age and... Uh, Today, we actually have a special announcement video from somebody on the announcement team. So uh, why don't we take a look at that, and then we'll celebrate the announcement team. Good morning, Mission Vineyard. I am here to present Vineyard News. If this is your first Sunday, welcome to Mission Vineyard Church. We have a gift bag on the back table, and there's, there's info about the church in Atlanta bag. Amanda bag has some helpful items like socks, water, snacks, and, and tissues. It's a practical way to share God's love with people we meet as we drive around the city. If you are new, we would appreciate if you com if you complete the connect card before you leave. If you share your email address, we will add you to the weekly newsletter. And if you feel comfortable sharing your mailing address, the pastor. We'll send a personal note plus a Starbucks gift card as a thank you for visiting mm, Starbucks. There are also new prayer request cards on that back table. Don't worry, we won't share your requests. We have a weekly prayer group that brings old requests and concerns to God. Lastly, news alert. We've been talking about Alpha for the last month and it's going to go live February 2nd, 2020. Um, what's that? Uh, yeah? Huh. Okay. Okay. There is a last minute men menu change, so we will not start this Monday, Wednesday as planned. Stay up to date on the church social media plus email newsletter. Our prayer is that we will start on February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Well, this is Elias Riley signing off at Vineyard News. So, would our announcement team please stand? Thank you all so much. Announcement team, your creativity to make boring events amazing is appreciated. Elias, I think you need to do that more often. So every week we also have a team, multiple teams. So we, there's a team that prays on Tuesday for you all. There's a team that prays before the service. There's a team that prays after the service for folks that have prayer requests. Uh, uh, Jan and Michael, would you, would you come up here? Jan and Michael Seaman have been faithfully leading this ministry for 10 years. And uh, we are so thankful that we are a church that absolutely believes that God moves through prayer. 
He loves when we get to partner with him in prayer. So those of you who have served in any capacity on the prayer teams, would you stand? We really appreciate it. Anything else? Anything else? Thank you. We thank you. Thank you. You can sit down now. Uh, before church begins at 8 a.m., there's a whole group of people that come here and put up signs and all kinds of stuff, and we currently don't have a leader for that. No, we don't. So if you guys want to help, there are sign-up sheets on your table. But for the ants that come, the very important, amazing team that just swarm and do everything, would you stand for those of you who have served and done that? Thank you all so, so much. They're afraid to stand because they think that they're going to have to lead soon. Destiny, would you come up, please? We've got a worship team with us this morning. There are folks that are worshiping at home that record at home as well. And uh, over a year ago, Destiny said, hey, I'm willing to lead this if you want me to. And I went, yes, you should lead this. Uh, so you've been volunteering and leading our ministry, and we're just so thankful to you, Destiny. Thank you, thank you. If you've helped on worship team, would you stand? Thank you so much, worship teams. Amazing. And with it, media teams still doing media in the back, and we have a media team deployed as well. He's getting training somewhere, undisclosed location. Couldn't be with us today. James is in the army. He's, they, they took him away for a little bit. Um, in a good way. That's what the army does. Uh, thank you, Destiny. And thank you, Carol, for being on that media team. We don't recognize you enough for putting all the media together. Small group leaders, would you stand? We are a church of small group leaders. So if you have helped lead a small group, youth small group, adults small group, Thank you so much for helping to lead our small groups. And um, for those, I know that we've got some board members online. We've got some board members here. Uh, would you stand, Kate and Victor? We see you online, even though we can't see you. We don't have like a fun, awkward picture to put up of you right now. Uh, but we know you're online this morning. And we all just want to clap and thank God for our board members. And then Arlita, would you come up? Uh, beyond leading our, uh, our announcement team, Arlita is uh, the administrative, behind-the-scenes person for the whole church, and she also leads our greeter team. So we just want to say thank you so much for leading our greeter team. And those of you who have helped greet people on Sunday mornings, would you stand? So it looks like we need more greeters. Herschel and, yeah, Herschel and Lucy. Probably other folk greetings. <laughs> yeah. I think Herschel and Lucy might stand for every team as we continue. So they're just sitting down. They're just, they, they're asking us to remember that they retired uh, this past. <laughs> Would you leave us alone? They're saying, just let us sit down. We're celebrating today because we believe, and this is actually our focus for January, that part of our calling as followers of Jesus is to serve, is to create a space like almost like a hospital for folks that have been, have had their dignity taken away by the world. 
And this is the place where we get to help restore God's image in people by the love and joy that we exchange. There's one thing that visitors continue to say. You visitors that are here today, you might not say this, but others have, so get on board. No. Uh, uh, Most visitors say, what I loved about this church is that I just feel loved when I came in. And what that is naming is a sense of joy that's exchanged from face to face that we need more and more in our society, that we lose by not having FaceTime, by technology. Uh, What God does is allow us to bear his image in the world, and by bearing his image, allow for our love of people to be displayed, God's love to be displayed through our faces, and literally enlighten the heart, strengthen the heart, so we become stronger and our dignity is restored in him. That's, that's what we're made. We're made to be image bearers and restoring God's image in the world and living fully. That's what this church is all about. So you who are serving every week, week in and week out, creating this temporary space that we just renewed a five-year contract for, thank God. Uh, we are so thankful for who you are and how you continue to give joy, even at 8 a.m. without coffee. Uh, speaking of, we didn't name this morning because we haven't had coffee in like two years. So if you have a passion for coffee, and you, I, I have a passion for coffee, and making it like really good for the congregation, we're loving if you would be willing to come on Sunday mornings and, and just allow for, I mean, coffee, coffee changes everything, doesn't it? I think it's like there's a spiritual gift in coffee. I was going to say, John. Nora, one of her favorite things you did in one of your sermons, you said, coffee good. Coffee good. <laughs> coffee good. Uh, I want to pray for you all. As I, I hope you feel appreciated. Those of you who are serving, you got a Starbucks gift card. You didn't get a Starbucks gift card for every different area that you're serving in. <laughs> just one. Uh, but we really do appreciate you, and we just want to pray for you. Carol, would you pray for our servants this morning? Jesus, I just want to thank you so much. For everybody here in this room, everybody online, um, just for their hearts to serve you, God. Um, I just want to pray a special blessing over them um, and that we can continue to be a church that welcomes you into all of life and that we get to emulate joy for anybody that comes in. Thank you, Jesus, for all of these servants. Amen. Amen. Let's, if you have the capacity, would you stand with me and let's worship together. Uh, the team's going to lead us again. Let's worship together. And then I've got some kids that are going to help me uh, lead in the last sermon in our sermon series of uh, living fully engaged. So let's worship together. We have a lot of wonderful people who stepped in and helped me out this week. And it's just been such a a gift, knowing that it's not just the people up here, but it's all of you. You were all part of the worship team. So I'm going to ask my whole worship team to just join me in the first verse of Waymaker and just declare that he is here, moving in our midst, and that we worship him. You are here. Moving in our midst, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, working in this place, I worship you, I worship you. 
promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker.
Give me a second. I just feel like we're supposed to sing something else. I just need to wait a little bit to hear what it is. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. would you come lead us in communion? things really jumped out at me as I was looking at this, especially in our context uh, that we're in as a church. And I think the context we're in as a church has a lot to do with what we see God wanting and already doing uh, in our world around us. Let me read just a few verses in Matthew uh, chapter 26, beginning in verse 26. As they, the disciples, were eating... Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Henry Nouwen has a book called Life of the Beloved, and he takes these three phrases here of Jesus uh, took the bread, he blessed it and broke it, and then he gave it to his disciples. And so he uses that as an analogy of God taking each of us, uh, selecting us, not just to play favorites with us, but also taking us that he might break us in a variety of ways, not to just break us down, but to break us as he did this bread to be able to give it to those. Uh, in this case, it was his disciples. But in our case, it's we, the disciples, that are here to be given to those around us. And it, and it jumped out at me that certainly the book of Matthew ends this 
way with very similar language, I think. Jesus came near, this is the last time in Matthew that he appears before he ascends into heaven. He said to his remaining disciples, you know, he had lost one, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I think this is the most important part of it, I am with you always, even to the end. And so God's calling us today, and as we stand here uh, partaking not just as believers, but also as either disciples already or as potential disciples, that God's calling us to go to engage those around us, even as he engaged those disciples. So as we come this morning, I'd like you to take this bread that you have. And we don't usually do this, but I'd like you to take this bread and break it before you actually take it and eat it. So as we break this, as Jesus says, take and he broke it first and eat it. This is my body. Then, to his disciples, he said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And we get to be those who communicate that. Let's drink that cup. Lord, we, we stand in awe of you. We bow before you with all the humility that we can muster and find within us, but thank you for taking us, and even in the brokenness that many of us, if not all of us, have experienced, that's how you intend to use us, because it is the broken that can be given, and Lord, we've celebrated the servants in our church today, but we want to celebrate the greatest servant of all, the Lord Jesus, and we want to follow after him, and we want to go where he wants us to go, to say what he wants us to say to the people that he wants us to meet. So help us do that in Jesus' name. Amen. I think my time is up. Yeah. 
serving in the church. Um, I've had the blessing of being able to serve in many places, many different churches. And, um, you know, one of the things is sometimes you don't feel adequate, you feel like you don't have time, or, you know, you're like, God, I don't know anything about serving. You know, I'm not, I'm not enough. Um, and you go to different place, or times in your life or phases where sometimes you feel great in the Lord and other times you feel very low. One of the beautiful things is, you know, the scripture says it's, it's better to give than to receive, right? He blesses us through those opportunities. He actually uses those moments um, to work in your life. Um, and there's been many times where I've come up here and had a very long week, feel totally unprepared, haven't felt connected to God. And, and just through the process of giving back to him, he ministers to me and, um, and encourages me and lifts me up. And, uh, and despite my inadequacy, I feel restored afterwards. Um, and I just wanted to share that testimony because if you ever considered serving and feel like you're not enough, just know God is enough. He just wants to take what he's given you, your hands and your feet, and use them. Um, and he loves you enough to be merciful and to be there for you. Is, um, he's speaking from the place of having been deployed away from his family the last months and coming, this is just your first back, first Sunday back. <laughs> That's right. And both he and Vanessa are physicians and so they've been dealing on, in, on the ground with what it means to literally fight COVID in different places and uh, Vanessa often overnights and they've got a two-year-old. Uh, so when, Alberto's saying, you just show up and you give what God's given you. That's what they mean. Sleepless nights, stress from who maybe you lost. Because he never fails to show up. Say it again. He never fails to show up. Say it again. He never fails to show up. Yeah. All right, so... We've got so much to do this morning that God wants to do, but right now, he wants to address this with you. He wants to address this with you. I want you to hear that again. He never fails to show up. There's a place maybe in your life you're coming with this morning, and you're thinking, is God going to show up here? So right now, just maybe write it down on your phone. What's that place you're feeling like, God, have you shown up here? I really need you to show up. What's the thing that God is speaking to you about right now? Just take a minute.
And after you write that down on your phone or whatever, would you just write, uh, I will, what is, I will always show up? He will always show up. He never, so would you write down from the Lord, I will never fail to show up. Just put that in quotes. I will never fail to show up. That's God's voice to you. I will never fail to show up. For that area specifically, God wants to tell you, I will never fail to show up. He is more regular than this announcement at 11 (laughs) o'clock. That always seems to bleed into our room. All right. I uh, would love, I've got some actors this morning that I've recruited, a team that's going to help me preach this sermon this morning. So would my elementary school team please join me up here? We've got some cities, we've got some rocks, we've got an angel. James, come on up. Claire, come on up. I hate to give anybody the role of the devil. They're just not, kids are not the devil. Uh, So we're just gonna know that, that whoever is acting as the devil this morning is not the devil. And you gotta believe, Xander's amazing, but mom, he's not an angel, right? I mean. but, but, but he's awesome. But he's going to be playing a great angel today, right? Well, we got a yeah, we got a wardrobe malfunction. That's fine. That's fine. So, uh, would you cheer for our kids as they are going to be helping me this morning? How to Live Fully Engaged is our last sermon for today. How to Live Fully Engaged. We start a new series next week called Real Love. Uh, as these guys are coming up, oh, we've got Micah. You've become an angel on behalf of your brother. This is fantastic. Okay. Well, in the midst of that, I want to show one video about what else is going on this week. Uh, we were going to start Alpha Wednesday night. We had a, a church that was donating us their space. Last minute, they had a leadership change and said, I'm sorry, we can't let you be here anymore. With a week left before we were supposed to launch. Uh, so I am overwhelmed by that and God we know may give us an actual better facility this week uh, but because of that delay we're going to push Alpha out and start February 9th but Carol would you play that Alpha video for us so everybody knows what Alpha is about life, faith, and Jesus is hard. And this is interesting because at some point, everyone wrestles with life's big questions. Questions about hope, purpose, meaning, and love. Imagine creating a space where people in our community, our friends, neighbors, and coworkers can come and have conversations in a way that is authentic and unforced where leaders don't need to have all the answers and anyone can ask tough questions and share honestly about what they believe. That's what Alpha is all about. Alpha started in a church in London years ago with a simple idea to engage friends who might not typically go to church. Lives were transformed and it began to grow all over the world. Today, you can find Alpha in schools, coffee shops, church buildings, prisons, and homes. And so far, millions of people have experienced Alpha. 
So what is Alpha? Alpha is a series of interactive sessions exploring the basics of the Christian faith. In each session, you eat food, listen to a talk, and have discussions in small groups. Eating food together creates space for people to connect, relax, and build friendships. The talks tackle core questions about life and faith from a Christian perspective. And the discussion allows people to unpack these ideas without fear of being corrected or judged. All of this is done in a fun environment where anyone is welcome. There are three main sets of talks you could use. The Alpha Film Series, Alpha with Nikki Gumbel, and the Alpha Youth Series. Each is designed with a different audience in mind and is typically run over eight to 12 weeks with a weekend away where there are opportunities to experience worship through music and moments for prayer. Alpha also comes with everything you need to empower others to be involved, like discussion guides and training videos for you and your team. And all the talks and tools are available online and can be downloaded for free. By running Alpha, you're creating a space where people can connect with each other and connect with God. Sign up, get started, run Alpha today. Challenges uh, to think about who might still be asking questions in your life about faith. Because Alpha is that safe place, and it could be you. You might be asking, I don't know what I believe. I really need a safe place to be able to ask any question where people aren't going to judge me. More and more today, we need more places for safe places where people can ask hard questions about faith. So that's what Alpha is all about. Beginning February 9th, location to be announced this week in Jesus' name. <laughs> all right, kids, are you ready? All right, nobody's playing Satan. I'm, I'm going to play Satan. So we're here in this very important verse where Jesus is tempted. Last week we talked about temptation not being a sin. We're often led into temptation. But Jesus overcame temptation and so gives us a guide. So we're going to play out that scene right now. And it's pretty amazing. Claire, would you, you're Jesus over here. And the devil says, hey, Jesus. You must be hungry after 40 days and 40 nights of no food. See these rocks? Rocks. <laughs> See these rocks? If you're really the son of God, tell these rocks to become bread. No, don't, no, you don't tell them to become bread. Now, you guys can't, you don't want to become bread, right? You're good as rocks. Therefore, they don't want to. They don't want to become bread. Uh, so Jesus, here you read. You read this really loud. People just, people don't just eat bread when they're hungry. They get fed by God in every word God says. Right? People don't just eat bread when they're hungry. They're fed by God in every word God says. Whoa. Scene change. Rocks, step back. One, we're going to need you. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jesus, if you're really, really the son of God, jump off this big tower. Here's a big tower. Come here. Come on over here, James. James is going to be both city and tower. Right now, he's a tower. If you're really, really the son of God, jump off this big tower. God will save you with his angel so that you don't hit the rock 
And it won't hurt you when you fall. Angel, you think you could do this? You want to, can you pick Claire up and carry her around the room? No. That's all right. Jesus, you got something to say. Devil, I am not the hero of the story. God is. The Bible says not to test God like this. Whoa. Right? We don't test God like that. All right, scene change. Now the tower is a city. <laughs> Jesus, you see all this? The city, all the cities of the world, this and every amazing city and country in the whole wide world, it was handed over to me by Adam and Eve in the garden. I'll give it back to you if you want. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. You don't want to do that, do you? No. No. Devil, you will not get it. Devil, you will never get it, will you? The scriptures. scriptures say that we should only worship God and serve him only. I'm never bowing to you no matter what. Now get out of here. Ah! Now, you fall down. You're exhausted because you've been fasting for 40 days. And actually, Angel, you're just, why don't you just drag her out of here? That, yeah. We got an angel helper. There were multiple angels involved. Angel, you could just, maybe with the wings, you could help her. Fantastic. And scene. Take a bow. Take a bow. Take a bow. The Mission Vineyard Children's Players, everyone. Have a seat. And you get to keep all of your scenery. No Starbucks for you. No, you could keep it. Thank you, children. What's going on here? Why do we have this scene in the scriptures, and why is it so funny when children describe what it is? It's important. It's important that we see that when Jesus, especially the one that we'll, the temptation we'll be focusing on today, it's important that we see that when Jesus has the opportunity to get all of the world back after Adam and Eve tossed it away in the garden, Satan says, oh, I'll give it back to you. Just bow down to me. It's so important that we see that Jesus says, no, get out of here. Jesus denies power. But power is awesome, isn't it? With power, I mean, think about getting like the biggest pulpit in the world. That's, that's power. I mean, what if you could have that power? You could do a lot of good with power, couldn't you? So let's go after power. Let's go after political power, financial power, military power. And that'll just, we'll just get this earth done real fast. Everybody follow Jesus and bow down. Otherwise, we'll take you out. And then Jesus will come back. Easy peasy, right? No. Friends, if you love Jesus and you want him to be known, please know this. Power is the worst instrument to share the good news of Jesus. 
Power is the worst. You know what's the best? You guys are asking what's the best. I love having kids in the audience. They're like, what's your problem, old dude? Just tell us the answer. It's being a servant. I want to show you this one scripture. This is from John chapter 13, verse 12. It's in the same verses that Randall was talking about today when uh, we broke the bread and the cup and and Jesus said, I'm going to die for you. In that same scene, he's also washing the disciples' feet. And they are enamored with him. Jesus is amazing, isn't he? He's done all these miracles. I mean, of course you should follow him. He's great. And so he says, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again, sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and you call me Lord. Those are powerful. Those are places of authority, aren't they? They're real places of authority. You call me teacher and you call me Lord. And you're right. Because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have done what? Convinced you with money, overcome you with political power, caused the Roman military to come after you to make sure you follow me correctly? No. Since I washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their masters, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Power, real power, is not the opposite of servanthood. This is a quote from a man named Andy Crouch, if you've heard him. He's got a great book right now on power. He says, power is not the opposite of servanthood. Rather, servanthood is the very purpose of power. There's a chart, Carol. It's a very complicated chart, but at least it's graphically intriguing. And it might keep people's attention. We are called to this quadrant called flourishing. Flourishing is this place where we are completely free. Raise your hand if you want to be completely free. That place where you have authority and vulnerability. You go, vulnerability? Yes, authority and vulnerability. True flourishing leads with both. If you have just vulnerability, authority is going to take you over and you will have suffering and loss. Some of you who invited people to Alpha saw this loss. The authority that was living in your life gave you freedom and flourishing to the point where you really risked. This is another word in that flourishing, that when you're living with both authority and vulnerability, it's risk. But you know what? Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. It's risk that allows us to join with God and his purposes in the world because it's that way that Jesus shares his love in the world. We go out with both authority, but not just authority alone, like we're going to do it with politics or we're going to do it with military or money. We go out with vulnerability as well. You may have experienced this top left quadrant, this exploiting before. This is that boss or that parent that said, because I told you so. And there's just no room at all for love. 
There's no space for vulnerability where maybe you've been taken advantage of. In the world, when people have that sense of control, what they often face is not an amazing prophet that comes in and says, hey, you need to change. You need to be more vulnerable. You need to act in love. In this world, we often just get critics. And so it creates a deeper and deeper chasm of distorted power, exploiting, and control. After COVID and everything that we've been dealing with, most of us are living in this bottom left quadrant. And that quadrant is withdrawing. We've become consumers. We feel like we don't have any control. We feel like we don't have any authority. There's too much going on. There's too much to handle. How am I going to engage? There's too much divide. How could I talk to my neighbors or my friends about anything of any substance, right? The square that we get to live in when we follow Jesus is that square of flourishing. And in flourishing, we get to live with both authority and vulnerability. Authority, Andy Crouch names as the capacity for meaningful action. Raise your hand if you have capacity for meaningful action. This is the truth. But often, we don't take the step of vulnerability, exposure to meaningful risk. Or other words, faith. What if Jesus would have said to Satan, all right, awesome, I'm taking all the world back, thank you very much. What would the gospel look like today? Well, to be honest, and we've, we've got to repent of this in the church a little bit, it might look like a distorted power struggle. It might look like people standing up and saying, well, if that's the way the good news is spread, then I'm just going to take power over the whole world. Hey, you, I'm going to control you, and I'm going to control you, and I'm going to control you, and we're going to get this thing done. But you know what happens when we just act out of control? There's often a wake behind that person who's leading that way of suffering, of victims. No, Jesus says something different. Jesus says something different. We are called to be following him as servants. Servants to do what? I already mentioned this once, but would you put up that slide about the three purposes in life? We have three purposes, and none of these can come by power. None of these can come without authority and vulnerability. Our first purpose in life, if you, if you didn't know your purpose in life, I'm so glad you're here today. Now you'll know and you'll leave just perfect, won't you? The first purpose is to bear God's image. At the beginning of everything, God says, my creation, my humans, my women, my men, you are meant to bear my image in the world. To represent not only what I look like, we do look like God, there's something there, but the character of God, which is born in love. Our other purpose, as we get free to the identity that God has for us, the second one is to restore God's image. So if I were to ask you to raise your hands, and your, your hands are tired by now, so I'm not going to ask you. If you know of somebody in your life who you know 
God's image has been absent from. It was taken away. Someone stole it. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they had somebody who took control over them. And their image was taken away. God's image was taken away from them. Our job in the world is to go out and be a part of God's restoring, his love, his servanthood to serve them, and for his image to come back. That's the whole purpose of the church. I'll ask again, what if we were the last church on earth? How would that change how we behave with one another? This is the place where as we invite people and we take risks to say, hey, God has changed my life. I've got this place where a bunch of imperfect people come together, and sometimes it's really clunky, but they love one another. And they're really hoping that God would restore their image in them. And I really want God's image to be restored in you because he loves you so much. Would you come? All of a sudden, this place continues to be a place of restoration and joy and love. Now, the last purpose that we all carry is this purpose of our own flourishing. You see, because you bear God's image, you're meant to be set free with all the gifts and talents and skills and joy that God has given you. So that means like someone like Glenn, he's teaching other people to be creative on Saturdays, to paint with watercolor and all kind of amazing things. It means that people like Elliot get to design amazing architecture for landscapes all over the world. It means that we've got teachers in the room. Shannon, who's teaching in a school south of town, east of town, west of town, I can't remember exactly, all over the place. And she's spending extra time with students and her own money. I'm really bragging on you. I know you're probably embarrassed. To make sure that there's this place for students to come after school and be restored. Every single one of us in the room, as we're set free to fully live out God's image in us, we get to live fully in the creativity and the good works that he has for us. This is what we're for. And that's what living fully engaged means. Not going out in the world and controlling people around us saying, I'm free, so you better follow what I have to say. But it's freedom for the sake of relationship. It's freedom for the sake of service. And in that, being creative to make robots that paint airplanes and stuff. Whatever you do, Ian, I don't know. I think there's more that you do that you can't say. I would love for today to be a place of remembrance for us. That as we go out into the world and we live fully engaged, that it's a time and a place where we say, I'm not going to go out and try to take power over people. I'm going to live as a servant of Jesus. And I'm going to serve others. That's not the opposite of power. That's what your power is made for. That's what the image in you is made for, is to serve one another your families, your workmates, your neighbors. And that's part of the freedom that God's given you in your creativity as you're out there being part of all that he's doing. Would you stand with me? Lord Jesus, we confess that we would really like to be in control. We confess that we don't like those places that are out of control those places where we ask you to be faithful to us today. Lord, we confess that we don't want to take the time, energy, or space in our lives to be led by you. We'd rather just grab people and things and put them in line so we can have an easier day. Lord, would you forgive us 
for using your image to take control in the world. God, we confess that often because there's so much going on, we don't want to even engage the world. We'd rather just withdraw and be a consumer of what's going on. Lord, would you forgive us as your image bearers for sitting back in a world that is so in need of your restoration. Come, Holy Spirit. Renew us. Strengthen us with your power and your life and your joy especially where we feel weak. Would you clothe us with light and fill us with life? God, would you renew in us, give us a fresh anointing of your purposes in our lives to bear your image, to restore your image, and to live fully engaged. We love you, Lord. Before the service, there was a prayer team, and they had one word that they felt like God was saying, and so broken leg is the word. If that's you, please come see a prayer team this morning. They're ready to serve you, but they're also ready to pray for any emotional, physical, or spiritual need that you have. Destiny, would you lead us for just a little bit? And as she does, would you just worship, allow yourself to be vulnerable, to get some prayer. You might take a risk that God might lead you to something next. There may be somebody in your life where you feel like, oh Lord, I'm so afraid to enter into their lives. It'd be so risky, but God, you know I don't wanna withdraw anymore. Maybe you're praying for them this morning. And after we worship, I'll, I'll dismiss you. Engage these teams. Let's worship together. Vulnerable, we didn't have a lot of time to practice this. So you guys are all going to be involved in this song. Um, the first verse, we're going to sing it twice, but it's you took off your glory. You dressed up in frailty just to come near. You made yourself nothing as low as a servant and you came near. So if I can get your help clapping. I'm going to need my hands to play, so I'm going to rely on you guys to keep going. You took off your glory and dressed up in frailty just to come near. You made yourself nothing as low as a
dressed up in frailty just to come near. You made yourself nothing as low as a servant and you came near. You were obedient. You were obedient, living a life of of your creation, and that we would engage the world, God, full of that love. 
Part of that is creating a space for other people to have that experience. So on your tables is a simple place to just sign up to say, hey, once every month, once every quarter, I want to give myself to serve so that other people, as they come in this space, their image might get restored by the joy and love that's in this place and God's love. So would you not leave without saying, yeah, call me about this. I might not say yes, but call me about it because this is where I want to serve. There's a lot that God can do with background music, and there's a lot that he can do without background music. And so I just want to wait and say, Lord, right now, before we leave, would you fill us with your love? Would you give us an encounter that we know is you? Come, Holy Spirit, fill us, restore us, show us that you love us. Would you receive this blessing? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, would you go out filled, filled, filled with his love? That you would encounter him in his love. That you would fall in love with him and that you would engage the world in his love. Risking that his love is enough for you and for whoever you're with. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, we start a series called Real Love. I'm searching for the real, you know that song. That's what the series is all about. It's about that song. So we ask that you come next week. For uh, four weeks, we're going to be talking about a lot of important things about real love. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for enjoying our mess. Take some tacos and stuff home. Somebody leave with the tray of sugary things. That's for you. Have a great, great week.